old guys talk metal. And sometimes punk. You're listening to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk podcast. 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 All right, this is Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk. Sean Hart, the diabolical one. Sean Hart here with Bobby V. And on the phone, we have Star Colors. The famous Star Colors. Get it right, my friend. Get it right or don't say it. (laughs) Hey, everybody. What's happening, planet Earth? I hope everybody is safe, healthy, and well Honored to be here with old guys talking metal. Honored to have you on. Thank you for being out once again and bringing the magic to the show. (laughs) All right. So those of you who don't know, now you're going to know. Oh, tell it. This is who Star Colors is. All right. Star Colors is a Native American, African American female bass player, (laughs) badass metalhead. Yep. And songwriter as well. (laughs) Played with Parliament Funkadelic. Yep. That's a pretty amazing feat right there. Yes. Also on the VH1 show, right, with Paul Stanley and Sammy Hagar. That's right. <laughs> and listed by She Shreds Magazine as one of the top 100 female bass player, guitar players of all time. And now when we say sausage so, party, we, we mean, the sausage party means you play in the band with a bunch of dudes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. She shined through with her bass as a metalhead in a world dominated by sausages. <laughs> And let's only let's, you, only you, only you, my diabolical one, could put it so elegantly, right? <laughs> I do my best. So perfectly, so absolutely accurately. And let's talk about this. Women in rock hasn't really been. Now it's getting a lot more. Twenty twenty now, like we said uh, previously in, on, on the radio show, bands are coming forward like three more fronted bands, especially in metal and hard rock, like Ginger and In This Moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty reckless stuff uh, like that. Arch enemy. Arch enemy. And this comes from back in the day too. Remember bands like Girl School and the Runaways, and mm-hmm. bands like Absolutely. that. You know, and with help Absolutely. of Lemmy from Motorhead, help Girl School come along. But now they're being taken a lot more seriously, especially in the metal community. It, it really, I tell you, 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 you know, the metal community has been leading the way for paving the way for women. All those women are doing great. I love everything that they're uh, pioneering in the rest of our complete uh, rock genre, you know, including classic, alternative, progressive. They uh, have not embraced that like metal has, and it is still very much a battle and, uh, and a real battle to uh, be recognized as a, a songwriter, musician, uh, female, and you know, here I am marching on. You know, so it is definitely that. And 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 I can uh, absolutely say that uh, from my time doing that uh, VH1 uh, uh, rock and roll boot camp show that it uh, was with these rock legends. Uh, my season happened to have. Uh, Phil Cullen, Def Leppard, uh, Matt Sorum, and Duff McKagan, uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Paul Stanley, Kiss, Sammy Hagar, you know, Van Halen, um, so many different people, Mark Hudson, you know, producer, Aerosmith, Ozzy, yep, um, right. so many people. Um, I was fortunate enough to be chosen by Mark Hudson to be in his group of uh, five. And throughout this time that we did it, we had to play 
uh, round the clock in the studio songs with these different rock legends walking in into the studio and jumping into the set and then going to these clubs in in Hollywood and Beverly Hills and playing live and recording with Sir Eddie Kramer in the studio and uh, and and one of the things that uh, these rock legends uh, told me throughout the course of us doing this and them me getting the chance to bond with them and be accepted and, and uh, bonded to them, uh, they told me in my face, listen, <laughs> there is no woman in rock that we recognize, not since Joan Jett and Hart from the 80s and 70s. So, you know, <clears throat> we are giving you the recognition as the new, you know, princess come up, the current queen of rock that we say. <laughs> the Amazon and was, queen you, you cometh. Know, and, I, and, and trust me, I was on bended, you know, knee, you know, like uh, getting, you know, coordinated with it like a knight with a sword. Like, thank you, sir, Paul Stanley. Thank you, sir, Sammy Hagar. And, you know, I mean, uh, it's, so it's the, all the, of that the, and the, more, Wait, said. wait, wait. Let me walk this back a bump here. Paul Stanley? Come on, people. <laughs> Give it up. Are you kidding me? So what was that like for you? Here you are. What kind of bass do you play? What kind of bass do you play? What? Paul, St- I, I play a Yamaha, uh, a special Nathan East BB and E5 Yamaha five-string bass. Okay. That's my... So, uh, so you lot, so you play a Yamaha five string bass, and you go in with your battle axe, <laughs> and there's Paul and, Stanley. Well, you know, this is how it was. Every morning, we'd have to get up, and Sean, you are familiar uh, with these studios. You you know L.A. and these places. Sure. At, uh, center staging, center staging in Burbank. Twenty five years. Yep, I know all about okay, it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we had to get our behinds up early in the morning and buy. You know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. We had to be checking in at center stage and getting our wiring and stuff done. And every single day, the production uh, assistants and, and and people would be running across the set, going, "Where is Star Colors? Is anybody seen Star Colors? She has to get wired up. Please get her wired up immediately." So I would have to run to the production guys. They'd wire me up with all these mics and stuff. Then I have to go and start doing immediate. Uh, uh, individual interviews and so I, I, they had me doing that a lot so then we would meet with our counselor which was Mark Hudson for me mm-hmm. Matt Storm had a group Duff McKagan had a group now we'd all get together in our private little studio rehearsal rooms which are fabulous Sean knows how it is over there Beautiful. Nice, and, ca- nice uh, catering too nice catering You know, oh the best catering right that gourmet <laughs> food so we get in we have our little meeting uh, we talk about whatever songs that Mark says we need to do. They don't say what rock legend is going to walk through the door. You just have to be ready, right? Wow. So, yeah, so every day is somebody different. They never told you who was walking through the door. That was part of the show thing. So we're rehearsing and we're learning whatever songs. I think we're learning some Rolling Stone stuff. So we're going through the shit, and, and Mark, you know, he's he's a ball buster. I mean, he is a Grammy award-winning producer. Well, I'd say so, Aerosmith you know, and Ozzy are pretty much up there, yeah. And you know, Aerosmith, Ozzy, you know what I mean? So he's busting balls, and he's really hard on the guys. He's calling them, you know, you know, 
blank sucker and motherfucker. I mean, he's just, you know, it's just it's the best. You can feel free to so, talk as you want. This is the podcast, not yes. the radio show. Oh, well, he's just calling the guys, you stupid cocksuckers, you dumb motherfuckers, can't you get the music I'm talking about? Then he say, look at Baby. Baby knows it. Baby, show him what it is. And I'm Baby. So I show him. He goes, now see that? Now do what she's doing. All right, so we go through these rehearsals. This is our rehearsal every day with Mark Hudson. Wow. So, I'm starting to imagine you in, with a bullwhip. <laughs> oh, my God. In the middle of this, right, in walks the little host lady. He's like a cheerleader, right? Hi, you guys. Look what I have with me. And she walks in, and Paul Stanley's walking behind her, and everybody hits the floor. Everybody goes, oh, shit. <laughs> I, looked, I look up, and I knew he was coming that day because I saw him on the news earlier, and I was like, he's going to come to our show, and they're not going to tell us until he walks in the door. Sure enough, Paul Stanley walks in the door. It's like, you know, Print the King of England, you know the walk. The King of Rock walks in the door. So, <clears throat> Mark and and him are are long friends. Mark Hudson and Paul Stanley are long term friends from years and decades ago. So I saw that Mark had been telling different rock legends, "Hey, want you to check out this girl in my band? She's the only black girl on the whole show. She's a bass player." She's from George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, and Prince. And she's in my band. You got to check her out, blah, 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 blah. Because I didn't say where I was from when I got on the show. When I auditioned, I told the producers, but I, I didn't say, you know what I mean, on air that I'm from this and this. So You're just, just trying to be you. You're just trying to be you. Right. right. They just kind of figured it out. So Mark and the producers start telling all the rock stars who I am. So when Paul comes in the door, he looks at Mark and goes, oh, hey, man, hey, what's it? He goes, is that her? Is that the girl you're talking about right there? And Mark goes, yeah, that's her. And I'm playing. We're literally in the middle of a song. He walks up to the microphone that I'm singing and playing on because I'm playing bass and singing. And he starts singing in the microphone with me. Like we're like lip to lip, nose to nose. And we're singing and I'm playing. And people are freaking out. The producers are like, oh, my God, Paul Stanley, love star. Oh, my God. He starts kissing my face and he's hugging me and stuff. And was he well-groomed? <laughs> he was gorgeous, okay? <laughs> he looked like rock royalty. He was freaking gorgeous. And let me tell you, if he wasn't the age that he is, like my near my father, you know, my father's age, I'd go after him. Okay? So he's old, enough, he's old enough to be your, a, he's old enough to be like a creepy older boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but he's married. So I have total respect, total respect. Sure, right? sure, but I'm telling course. you, he, he was just that still sexy and good looking. It was really like, Oh my God. He's got the best, so, he's got the best chest hair in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right next to David Lee Roth. <laughs> Ooh. I, and I, I didn't chance to sing with him, but boy, he's one of my favorites. Diamond so Dave. Diamond he, Dave. He, 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 he finishes the song. He hugs and kisses me and says, this girl is a superstar and the producers are, you know, having a fit. After all that, he performed with us again in Beverly Hills. And then he gave me his publicist um, as a, grooming a test for you know to like say we're bringing you into the industry we're upper you know, echelon you're in the upper echelon star upper echelon yeah, we're, we're bringing you in kid so um yeah i had to do some charity events uh of, of his with her and 
she took me to the rainbow and introduced me to people and took me to dinner and I had to I do love the rainbow. assignments and it was it was really deep. But they um Paul, <laughs> Sammy, uh uh Sammy told Mark, he said, Listen, <clears throat> this girl is exactly the kind of musician that you know I, I I look for. And of course I love Michael Anthony from Van Halen. I totally love him. So he's he's saying that I'm looking at him like, Well, I would never step on Michael's toes ever, but you know, thank you, Sammy, for you know what I mean. Are you saying you're nu- are like you saying that? you're nudging Michael Anthony out to become uh, the Van Hagar bass the, player? She wanted <laughs> uh, she wanted to be in the Wabaritos. The Wabaritos. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I true I have too much respect, but Sammy was definitely telling the people around us, the my van and the producers, they were like, This girl is the one. Okay. She's holding it together. She is a uh, badass because she can sing and play, and she's just like so. He he was he, Paul, Sammy, Matt, uh, a few others. They were really really into me, really cool. You know, I played with Matt, and we just kicked ass and did some shit during rehearsal. Uh, I played with Phil Cullen from Def Leppard, who was fucking amazing. He's so badass, and he was so <laughs> he was so cool. I mean, like we were, we did, we did some song, and our singer in the band voice was out, so I was singing more, and the other guitar player. So when Phil came in, he stepped right up. Mark was like, you know, I know you can sing, so come on up here, and and sing with us. And it was so cool because we just sang and played together, and we just like, you know, hugged each other in the end. Like y'all was awesome, man. You know, thank you. He was like, she is a badass. Well, let's let's just get something. Let's get something straight now. I know for a fact that you cannot play with George Clinton without being a badass singer. Not just a player, but a singer. I know, I know that firsthand that all the mugs that play in that band are fucking awesome yeah, singers. Yeah, but didn't you, didn't you also play your Prince? Play your Prince? Uh, I, yes, I came from him first. Well, Jeez, you can't was, be in Prince's band unless you're badass. <laughs> Prince doesn't allow I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. He He's extreme. They're both extremely... Get- hard uh, uh, camps and you have to come with can, certain skill sets and all that. You're so, right. Go ahead. Can you share a no, Prince story with us? A, a story about the Paisley one? God rest his soul, uh, Prince. You know, rest his soul. My my mentor, you know, his, his passing just happened uh, April 21st and I'm still trying to get it uh, over it. it but It's, you know, uh, it's right up there with David Bowie's passing. That was a bad year. You lost David Bowie, Prince, and Tom Petty. Yeah. You're right, Tom Petty too, and David Bowie. Because I was done with David Bowie and Prince. I just couldn't. I couldn't take it out. anymore. Yep. Yeah. And Tom <laughs> you know Petty I mean? came along, and it was like a tri- trifecta of, of of horror. It's, yeah. it's horrible. You know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because when Tom happened, I was just like, "What the hell? What the hell is this?" We lost you know? three so giants in one year. Three giants in music in one year who could never be replaced. You yeah. never have another Bowie. Never, never another Prince. And never have another no. Tom Petty. You won't Absolutely. have any of those no. guys anymore. No. Never. No, ever. No. No, ever. You're right. So and let's look back to the happy times. Tell us a, tell us a good story. Right. Yeah, tell us you're a cool right. Prince Let me story. When he was alive and thriving. This is about like 88, 89. I am in college. And, um, uh, you know, I sent demo tapes. Wait, were you wearing to... a Catholic schoolgirl dress? No, this is in 
private Catholic college now. <laughs> okay, so because I have this image of you okay. like that. I'm sorry. It's oh, just a thing. well, sorry. calm yourself, diabolical. <laughs> no, 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 I absolutely, I did. I went to private Catholic school, Sacred Heart Academy. Uh-oh. You might have to put Bryn photos Mar, up on the webpage. <laughs> yeah, man. Bryn Mar, Philadelphia. And yeah, so I did. I, I went to private Catholic school all my life, and then I went to private Catholic college. What Woo. the hell's wrong with me? And that's why I practice Buddhism to this day. So there you go. There you go. So, yeah. so I was a Catholic, and now I'm an American. <laughs> so you were in college, and you, and you sent demo tapes to Prince. So let's hear about that. So it sent demo tapes to Prince, and I got back the traditional rejection letters from his newly formed Paisley Park that he he had just recently built in the past couple of years, right? Right, right. So, so I'm like, you know what? I I'm not hearing that. So I went home. I was in school in Pittsburgh at Duquesne University, and I went home to Philadelphia for Christmas and told my dad, "Listen, don't give me anything for Christmas. Just give me some money." to go to Minneapolis so I can go to Paisley Park and get a deal with Prince. So wow. he looked at me and said, what the hell? Is All that? right. <laughs> no, he, he went into his wallet and pulled out some money and said, all right, here, don't sign nothing until you call me. So I said, all right, I won't buy. Went back to Pittsburgh and drove <clears throat> from Pittsburgh to Minneapolis with my roommate at the time, Armand Ignelzi gets a shout out. Um, <laughs> we drove on speed through a snowstorm, <laughs> and since I only had like $500, we didn't have enough money for a hotel, so we stayed at the University of Minnesota's uh, lodging, you know, campus. Right. We got a room. Then I took out and started driving to Chad Hassan and found his house. Prince had a mansion with a big purple windmill in the back. Right. And I... And I found it, drove up to these big black gates, had a guard post out there. I knew I wasn't going to get in, but I just wanted to make sure it was his house. So uh, the guy was like, I was like, you know, this is Prince's house, right? And he was like, uh, yes, young lady, you know, you can't get in. I said, I'm just going to leave you my package. And he said, actually, Paisley Park, his studio, is around the corner, up the street and around the corner. In a business and park, right? Sort of unassuming yeah, business park, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, okay. So I left his house with the big purple windmill in the back and drove to Chan to Excelsior, <clears throat> to Chanhassen, to Paisley Park. So we get there, and the gates are open. So driving the gates. And I'm a real Prince disciple, so I know the kind of car he drives. He used to drive these BMWs. Was it purple? Yellow and black. <laughs> and he had a yellow one. He had a black one. And oh. like a dark, dark purple, like almost a blue purple. Nice. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so he used to, I used to leave these notes on his car, windshield, and sometimes I'd open the car door and put him in his seat. And I wrote these notes that said, Dear Prince, I drove 17,000 miles to give you my demo tape, Peace and Love, Star Colors. <laughs> then I would sign it and then get thrown out the parking lot by the security. So finally, because I had befriended Eric Leeds and Matt Bliston, this is the sax player and the trumpet player from the new power generation with him. Sure. They went to Duquesne. Okay. Eric went to my school, so I called his family and got his number, and we became phone pals. So I called them when I got there. I was like, hey, look, I'm here in Minneapolis. 
I'm trying to get into Paisley Park. So they said, all right, listen, Miles Davis is here. But as soon as he leaves from the session, you can come in. I said, all right, cool. Miles Davis? (laughs) Holy shit. Miles Davis loved Prince, and he was there doing some shit with him, and they were tripping. So everybody was tripping because Miles Davis was there. Why wouldn't you be? (laughs) tripping, too. (laughs) Come on. Keith Richards told me not to drop names. So it was, it was the parking lot. It was Dark Colors, Paul Stanley, Sammy Hager, and Miles Davis in the parking lot. <laughs> and then Prince showed up. Well dressed, well dressed too. Prince by the way. and Morris Day from the time. Well dressed. He was well dressed. So he says, "All right, come on in." So the day I get to finally get into Paisley Park, I have my bass on my shoulder. I have a bag full of cassette tapes. This is before cell phones and computers. Sure, and we, I remember. Shit. I was there. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're old. So, remember, we're old. I'm old too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I'm, I'm like, all right, I got my little demo tapes. All right, let's go. So I'm marching through Paisley Park, and I swear to God, it's like you walked into heaven. Like as soon as you walk through the doors, you, the, the the smoke and the music start like. Oh, <laughs> 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 right. You know, so I was like, oh my God, I'm in Paisley Park. Oh my God, oh my God. So I'm literally running. Now, you have to understand, I'm only like 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm a freaking kid and I'm a, I'm ballsy as hell, but I'm, I'm still young. So I'm running around and, um, <laughs> Uh, I run into the wardrobe department and, and 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 run downstairs, and all of a sudden I see his manager, who was one of the Paisley Park. I mean, uh, uh, what you call it, Purple Rain, right? Producer directors, uh, Fargnoli and Magnoli, and them. Sure. And in him, and he's he's immaculately dressed. He has an enormously large head. He's perfectly made up. He's gorgeous. He's three feet tall. And I'm just like, oh, my God, there he is. So I break camp, running with this bass on my shoulder and a bag full of cassette tapes, run to him, almost knock him over because I'm obviously taller than he is. (laughs) And he looks up, and he's staring at me. I'm staring at him. He's tripping. You got to understand, I essentially – broke in the Paisley Park, you understand? And just like, you know, I'm totally unannounced, unsolicited. So like, he's looking at me and nobody, I understand, nobody got in there unless, you know, you were brought in or whatever. For sure. So (laughs) he's looking at me like, what the, who is this? But it's a combination of who is this that got in here and who is this? I'm trying to talk to you. <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You can flirt because flirting is good. You know, that means that I'm not going to be thrown out. Right. So, of course. So he takes my hand and shake it. And the manager says, okay, yes, this is Starkella. She's Eric and Matt's little friend from Duquesne in, in Pittsburgh. And she's a bass player. Obviously, she has bass on her shoulder. And you know, go ahead, honey, you can talk to him for a few minutes. And the manager walked away and left me and Prince standing there. He is holding 
my hand, shaking it, and he never let go. Were you getting sweaty? Like, right, cool. Were you getting sweaty? Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but who has time to think about that? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm hold. I'm one hand is stuck on his hand, and the other one is digging in the cassette bag to give him a tape. Right. So I'm like, listen. I start running down my notes. My name is Star Colors. I'm from uh, uh, Philadelphia. I drove seventeen thousand miles. Give you my demo tape, and I'm shoving the tape in his hand. Right. Wow. <laughs> He's literally standing there. He's, he never stops staring. Never. He's like, well, you know, they have this process where you have to give it to Alan Leeds. This is Eric's older brother who's head of Paisley Park in the management. Sure, because he's getting inundated and, with shit, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, right. So he's like, well, you have to give it to him. And then I said, you know what? Fuck that. I gave demo. You have to remember, I'm from Philadelphia, okay? Right. I said, fuck that. I gave demo tapes to them and got back your little letter. I'm giving it to you. Now he's completely intrigued outside of him already tripping at this five foot nine girl with a bass running through his car. So he's like, oh, mind you, he's still holding my hand. He says, all right, I'll tell you what. You go upstairs to Alan Lee's office and you give him this demo tape. And if you tell him, if I don't get your demo tape tonight, I'm going to kick somebody's motherfucking ass. I said, okay, snatch. And I headed up the stairs, like no hesitation. And he's still standing there staring at me like, what just happened? <laughs> what is going on? So while he, the manager comes and gets him, he goes to his little meeting. He's still tripping like, who is that? Who is that girl? Who is that? I burst into Alan Lee's office. Mr. Leeds! Prince said if you don't get my demo tape tonight, he's going to kick somebody's motherfucking ass. <laughs> and that's your introduction Alan, to the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my introduction to Facebook. Alan Lee's breaks out laughing. Oh, come on in and sit down, dear. Sit down, sit down sits me down at his desk, opens up his top desk drawer. In his top desk drawer is every demo package badly done by me in his desk, like three or four of them. He's like, is this you? I said, yeah, yeah, that's me, that's me. He said, oh, we didn't know who you were. He'll get it tonight. Don't worry, sit down, let's talk. You go to school with my brother? You went to school with him? Blah, 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 blah. So he said, all right, Prince is going to call you in the, tomorrow and call you back here to audition. So, you know, just look out for the call. Sure enough, I get a call says, come back to Paisley with your bass, and you're going to audition and jam with Prince and them. And the band at Holy the time. Holy shit. <laughs> now, the band at the time is, <clears throat> this is the beginning. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to throw this out there right there. We're talking about Prince. Yes. Yes. This is like Stevie Wonder. The Paisley one himself. Right? This yes. is like this is like this is this is shocking that you got away with this. <laughs> yes, but let's be like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Wait, so so okay, I I get there and the band at the time is yeah. the Sign of the Times band and they're doing the Love Sexy album. It's the Sign of the Times so band. So it's the time. It's the time. Doing, <clears throat> no, no. It's 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 the band before 
the new power generation. Okay. So this right. is this is Dr. Fink, Levi Seaster, who is a guitarist. He also uh, plays bass sometimes. Miko Weaver, Sheila E is is um, Sheila E, right? One of the drummers. She was there when I was there at that time. Um, uh, uh, the dancer Cat is there. It, it, this is this is the group of people. Okay, they're finishing the Love Sexy album. The Love Sexy album look really gay. He's sitting on it naked on a flower or something. She oh yeah, I know. Like, no, I know the one. Yeah, yeah. You know, like don't do that again. Like don't sit on no flowers naked again. Anyway, so it's <laughs> kind of been Billy Squire yoga pants ruined his career. <laughs> you know what, I mean? so, what the hell? So <clears throat> I get there, and they say we're going into Studio A in the playroom. And, you know, tweak your bass and all this. So I go in there and the tech comes in and he, he tweaks my bass and I'm in there by myself. And the rest of them are on the engineering side of the sure, studio in the booth, watching right? through the glass. Right. right. So I'm waiting for him now. Now I'm getting nervous. Can you believe now I'm getting nervous after all this crazy shit? So he finally comes in. He's late, right? Well, yeah. Of course. He comes in. He is immaculately dressed head to toe in matching black and white polka dot suit, uh, <laughs> scarf, hood, jacket, pants, shoes, all matching polka dot. Okay. He smells divine. And as he walks in, I'm not lying, you guys, mist rolled in the door. You kind of like saw his aura. <laughs> yeah, he floated in on his oar like hmm. See, let me tell you, you something know. Prince probably rolled out of bed looking like that okay just like Wait David Bowie looked that way too it's work so? okay his work like 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 a woman like a Jesus so but, but he but dare I he say was, dare I say oh, like man. a dare, like, dare I say was, like rest in peace little Richard oh well, yeah but you know what little Richard rest in peace a rock and roll icon legend was was gay well yeah Prince, Prince was is, not gay. Was, no, no, he not at all. Not not at Minus, all. Not in the slightest. Know, don't get confused with a love sexy album. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Don't he, let the song. He, don't let the song tambourine was, fool you. Ooh, honey, listen. He he was an alpha male, alpha man all the freaking way. Okay. Right. So his ass comes in and he starts reading the notes that I wrote on his car, dear Prince. I drove 17,000 miles to give you my demo tape. Peace and love, star colors. These are your notes that you wrote to me. And now I'm tripping now because he got the notes I wrote to it. Right. I'm like, yeah, I wrote those notes. So he starts, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, I'm kneeling on one knee again, holding my base. And he starts walking around me in a circle, a tight circle. Freaky. And everybody's watching through the glass. Freaky. Starts real freaky. He starts walking around me saying, "Yeah, female bass player, huh? A girl, a girl bass player. What's this? Man, I've never seen one of them. Is that your boyfriend? Yeah, you know, I'm real hard on my musicians. I expect them to know this, that, this, that, and the other. And girl bass players, I would have to see. Are you sleeping with him? Yeah, you know, I'm real hard on my musicians. I, he's talking about." my roommate who's sitting in the booth with the rest of them. Right. He's looking out the corner of his eye at him 
and he's walking around the circle at me. And that's why he's doing this psycho conversation. So I'm like, okay, forget this Gemini crazy shit. I stand up and back him into the wall because I'm taller than him, even in his heels. Right. And he backs into the wall and he goes, okay, all right. And, you know, I have a bass in my hand and shit. I'm, you know, listen, you little bastard. (laughs) You know, have you listened to the demo tape or what? So he says, he says, yeah, I listened to your demo tape. I think you got a lot of talent. I think you got a lot of potential. I want to work with you. We're going to, we're going to do some stuff. And then he picks up his guitar as he's telling me how much talent and stuff I have. He puts his guitar on. And then as he's finishing the sentence, he says, it's in B flat. Come on. And he just starts playing. So B flat's I, my favorite key, by the way. Is it? Yeah, it well, is. you and Prince. So he starts playing. <laughs> I jump in with him. Sheila E comes in. She sits on the drums. Dr. Frank comes in. He goes on the keyboard. We are jamming. I am now jamming with my heroes, with my Prince people heroes. I'm tripping, right? Right. He's tripping. He's like dipping and diving in and out of my face. He's on his knees in front of me, tripping. He's screeching and, oh, girl, you can play. You can play. What is this? What is this? Oh, my God. What is this shit? A female, a female bliss Oh, man, what the hell is this? Can you do this? Whoa, 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 whoa. He's just going. So he's tripping. Then I'm playing with him and I'm hanging with him. And she was like, just rock with me. You grooving, you doing it. So we're going on and on. He, he says, well, let's see if you can solo. So I start doing some other shit to the bait, to the line and take it somewhere else. He's like, what? Oh, what? And he's tripping he's on his knees in front of me. <laughs> So, all of a sudden, a tech, the same tech that caught my, uh, the, the same tech that tweaked my bass, says, hey, man, Miles Davis is tripping at the airport. He needs you. Got to go get him. So, Prince goes, oh, he throws his guitar in the air and runs out the door, and the tech catches it before it hits the ground. Doof. He runs out. Sheila runs out. Fang runs out. Jack runs out. They're like, stay here. We'll be back. I'm leaning now against the wall as they go running out, and I'm standing there like, wow, this is a trip. Oh, I can't believe it. So Sheila comes back in and says, listen, Prince has to go get Miles Davis, but he said he's too impressed with you to keep playing with you. So keep playing. So they kept playing with me. I played one of my songs. They joined in. I I swear they, they recorded it. But anyway, so we finished, and Sheila says, come on, let's sit down and talk. So we start talking about being female musicians and she tells me that she's like, I could have never done what you did. She said, I have never had to audition for any gig I've ever gotten in my life. I've always just gotten it because of being an Escovito and Escovito daughter and all that crap. So she said she's never had to audition ever. She said, I could have never ever done what you did so now she's and weighing she up said, star colors balls she's weighing them up well she i mean big time and and i'm and that's when i realized that she's gay okay oh 
right. The plot yeah, thickens. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Okay. This is some insider yeah, right. shit we got going on here, Bobby. Are you listening to this? I didn't know Sheila was gay. Well, we do very now. Very much so. <laughs> okay. You're here first, people. Are we heard? Yeah. <laughs> very, Prince very, is not very, gay. Very... Sheila E. gay. We got it. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. Right. So I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. That's why he had to back you up because you are gay. You hitting on me. Right. So, <laughs> um, so she's dangling a bag I'm of like, cocaine and trying to get you to go back to a hotel room. What's going well, on here, Star? You know, she gave me a number and I was like, all right, I'll give you a call. But I really was, I knew she wasn't the one. It's about him. Right. You know what I mean? So she says, he's going to call you in the morning, you know, you know, just be ready to get his call. So sure enough, an assistant calls the little boarding house I'm at and says, stay by your phone. Prince is going to call you. Remember, we're still on the analog phone, right? Right. So the phone rings and and then he calls and he goes, hello, hi, this is Prince. I just wanted to thank you for coming and, and jamming and playing with me. I think you have tremendous talent and I wanted to thank you. I said, Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me, you know, infiltrate your, your compound and, and you know, jam with you is, is I'm honored. And, and he said, listen, I, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. He told me this three times. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but you can stay here with me while I finish the Love Sexy album and go on tour and then come back and start working on your project. And, and remind you, I'm still in the last year of school and I'm, you know, I'm 19 years old. I'm like, young. So I'm like, hmm, I didn't want to be a vanity or an Apollonia now because right. he was absolutely looking at me like that. But since I was a musician, it was a whole nother breed of thing for him. It was going to be some kind of challenge. He was tripping and I didn't want to, I was young, but I knew enough not to be that. Right. 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 So I wanted to be respected as a musician. Give me a deal, nigga. I'm not trying to be your lady. So I said, I'm going to go back to school and finish. And then when you finish your tour of The Love Sexy, we'll get back together and be ready. Well, when that was finished and when I was finished and it, it, the, when I saw him again, it was about two years later and I was hired by George Clinton and the problem is Funkadella. Right. Not a bad, uh, not a bad jump. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, George Clinton was signed to Prince's Paisley Park label still. Right. So when I told George the story, he said, we going back there soon, so he going to see you. I said, I don't know if he's going to remember me, George. You know, he was like, girl, you crazy. He's going to remember you and want you. Hell yeah. So I said, all right, we'll see. <clears throat> so I go out on my first P-Funk run, go to Europe and shit. We come back, we go to Minneapolis. P-Funk is in the house. And mind you, they all love the P-Funk. You know, the whole NPG and Prince, they all course love p-funk you know right. what i mean how can so they they're not? like right p-funk's in the house oh my god oh my god and i'm like looking around the corners like i wonder who's going to remember me if anything so we all you know following george you know the king through the place and right <clears throat> going to some other point here comes george and prince hey prince hey george how you doing he looks over his shoulder prince looks over george's shoulder and says star Star colors, 
And everybody in the P phone turns around, looks at me, and goes, "What? <laughs> How the fuck does she know Prince?" Know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that. One hundred percent. And 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 George is the only one who goes, "Yeah, that's right. She funkadelic. She funkadelic. Now you can't have her. You can't have her. She funkadelic. Come on, come on, y'all. Come on, baby. Come on." So we all start following Prince. Uh, George. Prince is running after George. She's like, what are you doing here with Funkadelic? What are you doing here with them? I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> You're like, what do you mean, motherfucker? You didn't call me back. So I got the next best thing. I'm working with George now. Sorry, bub. Later. So he goes on this campaign to get me back. And George and them keep telling him they can't have me. And this went on for like, two years Prince would come out on the road to P-Funk shows okay and people would be like oh Prince is here you set up a bidding war you set up a bidding war yeah but the only thing was I wasn't part of any decision of the war you understand right (laughs) it was like I didn't have any say so or powers the very first lesson of being between two superstars controlling your career right (laughs) you know it was a really major lesson for me in every kind of way. Now, granted, there is a part of me looking back of how my mentor tragically left the earth that wishes I would have went with him and done the little project, which would have only been for a year or two and could have gone back to P-Funk, I'm I'm sure. But um, things didn't, you know, work out like that. And I'm just glad that I did have that, uh, you know, connection and, uh, my professional introduction, you know, literally from Prince first and then, you know, through the P funk and then all the other stuff, Holy you know, shit. later. So I'm blown yeah, away. That, that's my, uh, that's my, uh, professional beginnings. So, yeah. so, uh, this one thing I want to mention now, you have a record out and how do yeah. people get a hold of that? How do people get a hold of you? And how do people get your new record? And what's your future plans here? Let's we're gonna wrap this up here in a minute. People can get my new record, Living Galaxy, at Cosmic Nation Productions. That's www C O S M I C N A T I O N Productions okay. dot com. Cool. And um we you know we're selling everything from there and 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 we'll be um in Walmart stores shortly. Nice. So I will definitely, yes, I have a Walmart retail suppliers deal. They are uh, graciously allowing me to sell my Look at you in Walmart. My products Holy shit. in Walmart. So as soon as I uh, have that going on, I will let you guys know. So that will be the other place uh, where you'll be able to find them, you know, digitally online through the, you know, whatever, you know, digital platform mediums that there are. And now, now Star, Star, I want to mention that we're going to have you on the old guys talk metal and sometimes punk radio show. Again. Yeah. Again. We're going to play the oh, record yeah. and we're going to play your picks of some of your favorite tracks and you're going to co-host with us. So keep that in mind, awesome. all you listeners. But it's also going to be a awesome. smooth women in metal, hard rock and punk. We'll right. Do all in one shot. We'll again, do it all in one we'll shot. do it all again. I am honored, honored, honored. You guys are the best. I am so proud and of the success of the show. 
and the mission that you guys are doing for for us as musicians that is incomparable and truly you know uh in, invincibly needed so thank you yes there it is star colors thank you for being a part of the show once again and for that awesome story one of the best stories i've ever heard in my life yeah crazy <laughs> kind of i'm kind of like mystified right now my brain is my brain like is fried out i need to take my a brain, shower yeah, i gotta take a shower i'm all sweaty now <laughs> Great to have you on the show, Star. Thank you so much. That's Star Colors, her new record, Living Thank Galaxy. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank, Thank you, you so you much are again. Awesome. Much love and peace. Stay safe. Thanks again.